I just want to start off by saying Merry Christmas to everyone at all of our campuses. We're so excited that you're here. My name is Adam. I'm one of the pastors here. And just honestly, on a personal level, overjoyed that you've decided to come and worship here today. This has always been my favorite, favorite, favorite service of the year as a kid. Anytime you got to play with fire, let alone fire in church, you knew it was going to be an awesome day. You know what I'm saying? And so again, uh, we're excited that you're here. But before we get started, I just want to say that we'd love to have you join us and come Come back again on Sunday, January 7th. We're going to be starting up a new series called In Order. Just a practical, practical series. Looking through the book of Proverbs, talking about getting our lives in order. And so one week we'll talk about getting our priorities in order. Another week we'll be talking about getting our sex life in order. What, what? I'm just going to throw it out there. And uh, just so you know, I am an expert. My wife would say otherwise. But anyways, another week we'll be talking about finances. And then lastly, we'll be talking about getting our words in order. Once more, it's just going to be a practical series that I truly believe is going to be a powerful series for all of us and for those that we invite as well. And so again, we're thrilled that you're here. uh, And we'd love to have you join us again in January. Now, it's hard to believe, like I cannot even believe it actually, but 11 years ago, Christmas 2006, I did not have any kids, like no children. And now that I have four kids, it all just seems like a dream. You know what I mean? No kids, it seems like a fantasy. I can't even remember. But Becca and I, 11 years ago, had been married for two years. We were young. I had hair. I had muscles and a six-pack. All that is true except the six-pack. Our lives were so good, though, and we were expecting our first baby that come in February. And I remember being excited, and I also remember being scared to death. Why? Because a year earlier, we were married a year when my wife decided she wanted to have a kid, which I thought was the worst idea ever. But she decided to warm me up a little bit. We would go and babysit someone else's child, because that would be helpful, right? Well, we get there, we babysit this kid, and for two straight hours, two unending straight hours the baby cried and cried and cried and it was the best medicine for my wife and all I could think was why in the world would anyone ever want to have a baby but there we were expecting a baby and we had taken all the baby classes that we could take neither of us had any experience with a baby and uh, we tried to prepare as much as we possibly could but truth be told we did not have a clue like we did not know that our worlds were about to be turned upside down forever and ever and ever and ever. Amen. Right? Well, February 13th came and Becky's water broke, which just being honest, still to this day, I have no idea what that means fully. It's like a faucet that's leaky or something. But we went to the hospital. I nearly passed out a couple of times because labor is not easy, especially for the men. It's just not an easy process. And ladies, you can pray for my soul later. But a few hours later, what happened? A few hours later, I was holding a baby. I was holding a baby. And the truth is, we actually had some complications in the labor process. And so this is me holding my son Hudson for the first time a couple hours later after he was born. And in this picture, my eyes were hurting from crying so hard uh, because we were terrified that we were going to lose our baby. (laughs) And so crazy. Here's the truth, though. The moment that I held him, Like as soon as I placed my eyes on him, everything about me, it changed. Like the moment that I held this baby and he was placed in my arms, I was no longer the same person anymore. And I mean, my focus, it changed. 
And my world was no longer just about me and my identity had changed because I was now a dad and I had a family of my own. And even the core of my heart, it changed. Like my capacity to love, it somehow grew and my heart, it softened and this baby, it now held my heart. Again, my focus, my identity, my heart, it all changed. And this baby, hear this, it changed everything about me. It changed everything about me. Now, speaking of a baby, we are all here today and this week we're gathering right now and people are gathering all around the world, like millions of people are gathering and some people will risk their lives and the lives of their own baby to celebrate the birth of another baby. And yet, hear this, he's not just another baby, instead he is unlike any baby that's ever been born before. The mom, a young girl named Mary, conceived by the Holy Spirit, by God himself, a king born in a stable, a baby that people had been waiting for literally for hundreds of years and once born, who shows up to announce the birth of this baby? An angel. An angel shows up to a group of shepherds out in the fields and listens to what the angel says to these shepherds. The angel says, I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, and you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth lying in a manger. You see this baby on a different scale than any other baby. He changes everything. He changes everything. Like more than any other event in any other person, history itself is changed. This is the fact. It can't be argued. The story of his life found in the Bible, it's the best-selling book of all time. I mean to say that this baby changes everything is the understatement of the century and truly the understatement of all centuries. Once more, this baby, he changes everything. History, the world, and also hear this, this baby, when we meet him, He changes everything about our lives as well. He changes everything about us. I mean, Christmas, it brings us a baby. And this baby Jesus, when we truly encounter him, when we approach him, when we come into his presence, he changes everything about us. And now when it comes to us tonight, I just want to highlight three different specific things that he changes inside of us. And and so first off, hear this. Christmas brings us the baby, and this baby, Jesus, he changes our focus. Jesus, he completely changes our focus. I mean, when I first held my son Hudson, no one had to tell me. I just knew that my life, it was no longer about me. My life was no longer about me. And on an infinite scale, this is us with Jesus. I mean, when we meet Jesus, our lives are no longer about us. Instead, our lives are only and all about him. And we're no longer the center of our universe. Instead, he is. And it's not about what we want and what we think. And it's not about me, myself, and I. Instead, hear this. It is only about Jesus, 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 and about what he wants. And I don't know about anyone else, but thank God for that. Seriously, thank God for that. Why? Because again, maybe it's not true for you, but I know for myself, when I'm the center of the universe, when I'm the center, I am miserable. When I'm the center of the universe, I'm easily offended. When I'm the focus of my life, don't they know who I am? When I'm the center, they owe me. 
When, when I'm the center, how dare they wrong me? When I'm the center, they didn't notice me. When I'm the center, I deserve this and I deserve that. And me, 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 again, I am miserable. But get this, when our focus is on him, when our focus is on Jesus, our lives are filled with joy and peace. And it may not always be easy because following Jesus isn't easy, but our lives are filled with grace. Our lives are filled with contentment. Our lives are filled with love, with wholeness, with everything we're searching for. Again, when we encounter and we truly meet Jesus, he completely changes our focus. He changes our focus. I mean, it just happens. No one has to tell us. There's just something so different about this baby. No one has to tell us when we encounter him. No one has to tell us there's something so different. Once more, he, Jesus, completely changes our focus. He changes our, our focus. And so that's the first thing. And then secondly, this, this baby Jesus, he completely changes our identity as well. Like who we are at our core is changed. Again, going back to my son, again, the moment that I saw him, the moment that I held him, I knew that my identity was no longer the same and I was now a dad. The moment that I, that I held him, my identity was, was different and I was now a parent, which again, still scares me to death even right now. But again, on a completely different level, this is us when we meet Jesus. He changes our identity, but not just a part of it. Instead, he changes all of it. Like before anything else, our worth, our value, our identity, like who we are, it all comes from him. It's like before our job and before our relationship status, before our past, good and bad, before our awards that we've had, before our status, whatever it looks like, before our screw-ups that no one knows about, our identity, it all comes from him. I mean, we are made in the image of God. And because of that, we are priceless and we are loved. And God is the one who knit us together. And the moment that we start following him, we become sons and we become daughters of the great king. Do you know who my father is? He's the king of kings. Do you know who your father is? He's the great lord of lords. That's who we are. Once again, thank God, right? Just thank God. I mean, in Jesus, our identity, it is constant and it is unchanging which is the complete opposite of when we find our identity anyplace else. I mean, so often it's like our identity is found in what others think. And so we need to constantly worry. We need to constantly worry about what others think. And oftentimes our identity is found in our jobs. And so we need to be really, 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 really good at our jobs. Not to make money. Sometimes, yes, money. But we just need to be really, really, really good at our jobs. Because if we're bad at our jobs, then we're just bad. And so often our identity is found in our relationships and in our appearance and in, and in who we know. And so we just need to constantly worry and we're just consumed about this and that and everything else in our identity. It's all over the place. But once again, when we meet Jesus, our identity in him, it is constant and it is unchanging. Because our worth, it all comes from him. And our God is an unchanging God. And so again, this baby Jesus He changes our focus. He changes our our identity. And then lastly, he also changes our heart. We meet Jesus. He changes our heart. Again, when I first held my son, my ability to love somehow changed, and my heart had softened. And even though I was holding him, he held my heart in his hands, and I was no longer the same person. 
With Jesus, he changes our heart in a way that cannot be described. And yet, get this, he doesn't just change our heart. Instead, he offers and he gives us a new heart. He gives us a new heart. I mean, he takes our hardened heart. He takes our broken heart. He takes our jaded heart. He takes our hurting heart. And he gives us a new one. And I just wonder if anyone here tonight needs a new heart. Like, I just wonder if anyone here is desperate for a new heart. I mean, does anyone here tonight on our campuses have a broken heart? Does anyone here just have a messed up heart? Does anyone here just have just a jacked up heart, a heart that is filled with bitterness? Anyone here just have a heart filled with lust, with, with, with anger, with pride, with insecurity, with shame, with grief, just hurting? Again, Jesus, he changes our heart from the inside out, and even further, he gives us a new heart. A heart that longs for him. A heart that adores him. Oh, come let us adore him. A heart that's consumed with God. A heart that just wants to, wants to love God and be with Jesus more and more and more. One more time, Christmas. It brings us a baby in this baby, Jesus. He changes everything. He changes everything. Our focus, our identity, our heart. He changes everything. Now, going back to my son one last time, so I held him that night. And then two days later, what happened? It's kind of crazy. We, we took him home. I guess that's what happens when you have a baby. They somehow, they actually come home with you. And I don't know if this is new f- for you, but it was for me. Like, every single day, it's crazy. Every single day, he wanted to be fed. Like, I was like, oh, my goodness. Every single day. It's like he hated sleep. He just, like, kept us awake 24 hours a day. Every single day, he just pooped a lot. Like, a lot. He just pooped and he peed a lot. Kind of funny this week. One dad told me, he said, I'd, I would have gotten rid of my kids a long time ago if I didn't love them so much. I was like, amen to that. But, I, I mean, this baby... This baby, he wasn't just a one-day thing, and then we went back to normal. Instead, this baby was a rest-of-our-lives type of thing. Rest-of-our-lives type of thing. Didn't just change a day, all that, that day. Like, it was a big deal. He didn't just change a day. He changed our lives for the rest of our lives. And 10 years later, and he's still changing us. Even now, like, every single day he changes us. Again, on an infinite level, this is us with Jesus. Christmas brings us Jesus. Once this baby comes, get this, it's not a one-day deal and we pack up our Christmas tree and we go back to normal instead. When we approach him, we come near him and we enter into his presence, everything about us is changed for how long? Forever. For how long? For the rest of our lives. For how long? For all of eternity. Every day for the rest of our lives. Now today it's possible that we're here and maybe we've heard about Jesus. Maybe we, we grew up in the church. We got baptized. We somehow made it through catechism. Maybe lied to our parents a couple times about being at catechism, confirmation. We might know some details about Jesus, but we're here tonight and we've never encountered him. We've heard a lot about him, but we've never actually been with him. We've never been in his presence. We've, we've just never been near him. Growing up, this is the story of my life. This was me. I grew up in the church, and I rarely missed. My family rarely ever missed. But I struggled with all of it. It all just seemed so meaningless and dead and empty, and it just didn't seem like it had any point whatsoever. And I thought being a Christian just meant going through empty motions because each Sunday we, 
went through empty motions and then we went home and nothing changed. We didn't bring home a baby. We left him at the hospital. Nothing about my family changed. We just went right back into normal. But my sophomore year of high school, my family switched churches, and for the first time, I began to hear about a relationship with Jesus. I began to hear that God so loved me, not just the world, but me. I began to hear that God wanted to be a part of my life, even though I felt so unworthy. I began to hear that he wanted me to follow him, that he wanted me to leave my old life behind and and get a new life and follow him. And when I first heard this, it was like my heart came alive. It was like everything inside me began to change. My heart was just new. Didn't even realize, but I was given a new heart. My heart, my, my, my identity, my focus, it was no longer the same. Today, I just want to say, if that's you, if you're wanting to change, you just so badly wanting to change, or maybe you've already have started following Jesus, but you've gotten stuck in a rut, and you know the Bible inside and out. Maybe you've led some things. You've been on a church board. You've done it all, and yet your heart has grown cold. Again, today, if that's you, I just want to encourage you just to take a step out. And maybe that step out is just asking and inviting Jesus into your life. Just like right now, like not waiting until later, just praying right now, Jesus, I want you in my life. Jesus, I want to follow you. Jesus, would you please change me? Would you please forgive me of my sin? Jesus, tonight, if it's possible, would you change my focus? Would you change my identity? Would you change my heart? And would you not just change my heart, but would you give me a new heart? Maybe today it's taking a step out and it's opened up the Bible for the first time. This week I met with a couple in their 50s, and the man, he had never really opened up a Bible in his entire life. Had many Bibles, but had never opened up a Bible before. Maybe that's you. Maybe it's letting the church know that you want to get baptized, even though, man, I just feel so crazy. You're 20 years old. You're 50 years old. You just feel too old, but you just know you're supposed to get baptized. You're supposed to reaffirm your baptism. Maybe it's forgiving someone who's truly wronged you. You just feel like this, this revenge and bitterness inside of you, and all it's doing is keeping you far away from God. Maybe it's starting off each day, just every single morning on your knees, just asking God to be the Lord of your life asking him to, to use you, asking him to be in control of all things. Whatever it is today, I just pray that we take this, this first step and approach this baby. We just encounter this, this, this baby Jesus. Christmas 2017, we just approach him, we come near him, we, we just enter into his presence, maybe for the first time or for the hundredth time, and we would just ask him to change everything about us because this baby Jesus, he changes everything. One last time, I just want to read these words from this this angel to the shepherds and also to all of us. The angel says, I bring you new good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, he has been born today in Bethlehem. And you will recognize him by the sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth, lying in a manger. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, gracious King, tonight we come and we celebrate the the truth, I don't even want to say profound truths. It, it, God, we can't even wrap our brains up. We just come and we celebrate the wonderful promise that you sent us, Jesus. And God, tonight at our campuses, I pray that this baby, that Jesus himself would change everything about us. That, that again, whether we're here for the first time, whether we've been here for years, God, I pray that you, 
you would change us, that we wouldn't leave the same person that we were when we came in. God, for some of us, that first step is just inviting you into our lives. Maybe it's opening up the Bible. Maybe it's getting into a small group. Maybe it's getting baptized. Maybe it's serving, whatever that next step. Maybe it's just offering forgiveness. Maybe it's surrendering control. Whatever it is, God, we just, we just take that step towards the, the manger. We take that step towards you, Jesus, and we ask that you would change us. Lord, we thank you. We pray all these things in the name of Jesus. Amen.